Hey, yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny, as you probably guessed. And I have a special announcement for all of you. On December 3rd and on December 4th, me, along with 20 other Tokyo-based artists, are showcasing our finest work of 2022 at Gallery Conceal in Shibuya. This is going to be massive. We've got four rooms full of art, full of artists, plus we have a bonus room and that bonus room is the bar and every single drink there is ice cold, super strong and only 600 yen. Yes, come for the booze, stay for the art. And uh, we also have a special guest. We've got Danny Love from Brooklyn, New York. He's flying into Tokyo special just to showcase his latest artwork at this show. Now, you can Google the show. It's called Tokyo Art Tank Volume 8 or Tokyo Art Tank VOL 8. Uh, you can just Google it and all the information's there. We've got a Facebook page. We're all over Instagram. We're all over the place. This is gonna be the biggest art exhibition of the century. It is going to be absolutely incredible. The art, I've already seen a lot of like the work that some of the artists are showcasing. And I gotta say, wow, absolutely wow. I am speechless and I like to talk. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I had to throw a joke in there. I had to do it. But um, yes, uh, in, all, in all seriousness, this art is absolutely spectacular. I mean, uh, out of everybody, I probably have the lowest grade of work. And um, yeah, and I think my work is pretty goddamn good. So definitely on December 3rd and on December 4th, come down to Gallery Conceal in Shibuya. It is going to be absolutely magnificent. And uh, when you see me, buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to be showing my work right next to the bar. See you there, faders. Peace. Garfitted Japan! Another action-packed episode of God Fated Japan, and I am your host, Johnny. Well, uh, as you find folks know, God Fated Japan is about two dudes, booze, and Japan in the news. Whoa. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and this is episode number 669, dude. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's got that reference. Yeah. 69. <laughs> Nobody, nobody has that reference. Yeah, so Bill Stallions. Bill and Ted's. Yeah, you know, like fifty years ago. Did you watch the new Bill and Ted's movie? I did not. It was so fucking. I couldn't finish it. It was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, I was on Hulu and I was like watching it. I was so excited. And after thirty minutes, I was like, "What the fuck is this garbage? This is terrible." Quick this question. Worse. Yes. Question though. Please if, please. if you had to choose, yeah. If you were forced to choose, yes. Wayne's World or Bill and Ted? Oh, Wayne's World. Oh. Definitely. That was fast. The, the first one, Wayne's World. Wayne's World one, yes. Yeah, Wayne's World was like actually kind of adult, you know? Bill and Ted's was like for junior <laughs> high school kids that, you know, were just dumb sniffing glue and shit. You know? <laughs> it's, 
it's for dumb kids, you know. <laughs> I mean, Wayne's World was adult. I mean, the the, the topics were kind of cool. The see, jokes that's, that's were kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Wayne's World. Yeah, I mean, Bill and Ted's was cool back in the day, but the new with Bill and Ted's horrible. Well, <clears throat> readers, you may have guessed that uh, Johnny Boy is here all by myself. <laughs> Just podcasting. All by myself again. Yes, yes. Tommy is not here and Jeremy is not here either, but we've got some great, great, great news, some fantastic news. I am here with a legend, an absolute legend. I am here with a man who is, he's got a great record collection. He's a podcasting vet. He's a zine publisher. He's a singer songwriter. He's a coffee lover and a beer enthusiast. He's a designer. He's a, a glorious artist. He's a longtime fader, and uh, he's also a break dancer. We are here with the one and the only Jay Holmes. What's up, everybody? Jay Holmes here. Thanks for having me on. Here we go. Cheers. Yes, Kampai. Cheers. Welcome to the show, man. Mm. So much to talk about, especially yeah. with that kind of an introduction. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's a long list of uh, attributes. Mm-hmm. And the list goes on and on and on. And Faders, uh, before we move forward, I just got to say, because uh, we, now we're telling people what we're drinking. Yeah. We've, got, we've, we've had a couple of requests. We're like, what are you guys drinking? I am drinking right now uh, Sapporo. Sapporo. And uh, what do you got? I got the old uh, Baron Classic here for now. Starting nice. off with a little bit of beer. Nice, nice, nice. Yes. Starting off with beer is good. Let me just chug this real quick. <laughs> and down she goes. Oh. Okay, I want to drink this beer too. This is interesting. It looks like German beer because it's got a bear on um, it. Actually, it's totally German beer. It is? Yeah, okay. they follow all the German rules, this this particular company. you got to have a bear on it, especially Berlin. Any beer out of Berlin, for one reason or another, they got a bear on the beer. Oh, is that sort of like the um, Italian Chianti, the cock, the rooster? Oh, okay. I was like, wait, 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 wait. what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, the same, same idea? Yeah, I guess so, mm-hmm. yeah. Not bad, eh? Wow, a little tangy. I like it. I dig it. Mmm, classic. I abide. Mmm. Oh, man. <laughs> this is fantastic. 69, dude. Oh, man. It's so good to be uh, podcasting in the studio with somebody. Usually I podcast alone oh, uh, by oh. myself using fucking Zoom. But uh, not today. No, not this evening. Uh, Jay Holmes came all the way from northern Tokyo to visit me in southern Tokyo. You live in northern Tokyo, don't you? No. You don't? Guess again. You got four. You got three other chances. Shit. Well, it's not south Tokyo. East side. East side. <laughs> oh, you live on the east side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. How is it over there? Great. Is it great? Wow. It's, it's happening. I mean, I live like like kind of like on the edge of Tokyo, man. So I got mm-hmm. like I got space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm not far from central Tokyo. So, yeah. Well, are you in the Chuo line? Uh, Chioda. Chioda line's a good line. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I like the east side. I like the east side a lot. Um, Actually, I like the east side and I like the west side and I like the south side, obviously. North side, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. Yeah. Northside, man. I've had a lot of issues in the north side, man. I mean, all right. Once you get to uh whatchamacallit, let's see, um, Ikebukuro. Ikebukuro is mm, great, mm. but anything north from there, it gets a little interesting. And let's just leave it at that. 
Save it for another another episode. Another maybe. episode. Now he's got stories. Tom's got stories. And Tom, Peters, you know Tommy Boy has got tons of stories. And when he starts talking, he doesn't shut up. So uh yeah, we'll save that for another episode. Oh my goodness. Oh man. So uh Mr. Holmes, yeah. you uh just dropped a new album, and I've heard your album, I think, like five or six times, and it is absolutely fantastic. Thanks. Um your album is uh, Fever, your band's name is Fever Moon. Correct. And your album is called Keepers Park. And the interesting thing about Keepers Park is that I thought it was an actual park. So I Googled it. Whoa. There is no park on this planet called Keepers Park, by the way. There's nothing. So, yeah, if you Google Keepers Park, your album is the first thing that comes up, which nice. is kind of okay, cool. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. I used my VPN. I was like, what about Russia? Nope. And I was like, what about China? Nope. And I was like, what about North Korea? And I didn't get anything. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, no, there's no Keepers Park in, uh, anywhere in the United States. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, that's like a title that just came out of thin air, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 it, it, it's sort of a, a, mis, a mysterious title. And I kind of like to keep things somewhat oblique when it comes to that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. I'm not making it too obvious. But like the Beatles. I mean, it just came out. It was like Keeper's Park. That sounds kind of cool. It has like a weird ring to it. it just kind of sounds like a thing that it, it I mean, like you said, it sounds like it might be a, a real park. I thought it was, you know, and after hearing the song a couple of times, I was like, I got to find this place. It'd be kind of messed up if it was a real place. And I was like, uh, yeah, I, I really like this place. Uh. <laughs> it's known for Satanism. <laughs> Satanism and sodomy. You're like, oh, wow. What a combination. I got beat up once at this place called Keeper's Park. <laughs> 1973. I lost a toe. <laughs> I buried I buried my best friend in Keepers Park, 1983. It's actually a pet cemetery. <laughs> More than a movie. <laughs> mm. Oh my gosh! But um, yes, your album your album's really amazing. And so, uh, what is the concept? Do you have a concept behind the al- the album? Well, not really a concept per se. I mean, um, at the at the time, uh, um. Basically, I'm like, a, you know, I kind of write songs as a hobby, right? And I've been writing for a long time. I used to be in bands. I was in this band called The Ladderback for uh, quite a while in the States. We toured Japan. We toured all over the U.S. And Wow. That was, um, that all came to the, an end around 2003. And then uh, since I've been in Japan, I've kind of dabbled in some music stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually put on an album about, well, I actually it was recorded about five years ago and it came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Under the name Fever Moon, and that was recorded back in the states uh, when I went there for a holiday. Really? I got, yeah, I got some friends together, man, and um, I have been demoing songs. I got a real big inspiration rush just for writing and stuff, and uh, and um, at that time it was kind of like a, uh, you know, I was kind of like going through a bunch of crap and kind of got a bunch of songs out and um. Went to the States and got a few of my old bandmates together, a few friends, and then we put uh, the album out. And uh, then I kind of actually sat on it for a while. When 2020 hit, I decided to put it out. And a few of my friends were like, man, this is great. Yeah. And, yeah. I, was, and I was kind of like a little bit taken back. They're like, you got to keep doing this. And I was kind of like, maybe I will. I don't know. And then, you know, just by chance, um, 
just more songs started pouring out and I actually ended up putting like basically the keepers park is one of the albums there's another record too called the long chains of love that's so, the one that you're talking about right well um so so fever moon actually did a double album release oh wow okay so keepers park is one that one that, that you've heard mm-hmm. and then the long chains of love is the sister album oh wait so they're so- they're both released at the same time so basically i i I basically went into the studio in May of this year, 2022, recorded about 25 songs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> How long did that take? <laughs> you know what? It's weird to say. I mean, you know, at some point in time, you you sort of get this in your head of like, you know, work hard, work hard, or yeah. work fast, work fast. And then one day you feel like, shit, man, just work smart. Oh, yeah. And Honestly, it didn't take as long as you would think because I planned it out really well and I collaborated with a bunch of friends. Um, I got a, I had a guy who came in, um, a good friend of mine who's a composer, and he did like a a beautiful cello violin score for one of the songs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, recorded it live in the studio and um, had a bunch of my friends who came in. Um, Morgan Fisher from the band Motha Hoople's on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine called Reika Nako from the uh, Japanese band called The Nurse is on the record. Mm-hmm. And then I had a bunch of friends from overseas who I also asked to pitch in and and do some vocals or put lay down on a guitar solo here and there. And uh, so the whole thing didn't take all that long in a way. Like it, it took time for sure, but most of that time was planning mm-hmm. before hitting record in the studio and whatnot. But um. Yeah, it was a great experience, man. We all had fun. It was a very relaxed vibe, you know? That's cool. So, I mean, in terms of, like, a concept and things like that, it's really just a matter of, like, throwing a bunch of songs into the air and then just cutting it down and forming it into, like, what sounds right for per album. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting that basically you did it completely opposite how most bands do it in the studio. Well, <laughs> you know, it's weird, dude, because, like, I mean... <clears throat> Basically, the band is Daryl Baker on drums. I love Daryl Baker. That guy's so cool. Phenomenal drummer. Not just, he's, a lot of times, bands need a drummer that's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. But it's very rare that you get a drummer who's also, like, got musical sense that kind of extends beyond just, like, boom, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys who's got a lot of... um, backbone in his musical knowledge and he's such a cool guy dude cool i love guy. drinking with him he's so much fun yeah so, i mean him and i hit it off awesome. right away and the weird thing is is like um you know we met by chance man you know he, he pulled up next to me in a bar one day and he, he was just like yeah i've been teaching a golf lesson next door at this golf place and i was like oh okay nice. he teaches golf <laughs> he's actually a avid golfer he's an avid lover of believe it or not the grateful dead Really? Well, he's full maybe, of surprises. Maybe he's, you he's, shouldn't say this on podcast. Dude, we got tens of no. thousands of people listening to this. Dude, it's bad. Yeah. No, no, no. He doesn't I like mean, golf. He hates it. He loves heavy metal and punk rock. Hey, man, Alice Cooper's an avid golfer, too. So, yeah, well, so is Fat Mike, too. You know, there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah, no. No, nothing wrong with golf, but I just didn't think, you know, Dar- I Well, there is something wrong with golf. You know, that's interesting. You know, I like backgammon, you know, so maybe it's a weird, weird games mm-hmm. are... Cool. I mean, I, I think what it is, and I'm I'm not a sports guy. I should clarify this before anybody gets upset about me bad mouthing sports. I don't have any knowledge of sports whatsoever. However, I think the reason why people love golf is because it's a mental game and it's a social game. Mm-hmm. I think people who are super social love golf. People who like to really like sort of like twist their brain into knots, trying to think about how to get a ball into a hole. It's fun, mm-hmm. right? Mm. For me, 
not my thing. But God bless Daryl Baker for being into golf and Grateful Dead. Yeah. Because he's a fucking great drummer. He's a cool dude. Um, Super cool dude. And then the, another good friend of mine, Nick Bello, he's the bass player. And he was the kind of the guy who kind of pushed me to like get the songs going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's also a super accomplished bassist. And he loves golf too. Ah! Everybody loves golf except for us, man. <laughs> he's unfortunately, he's just a great chef. Oh, this is a lot of inside baseball for your band, huh? Man, man, tell you what. Tell you Maybe what. we should just talk about the music. You want to? <laughs> this is going to be the last day of your band. Like tomorrow, like people are going to listen to them and be like, dude, I didn't want anybody to know about this. <laughs> or, or, or they'll be like, golf lessons sound pretty nice. Or, <laughs> you know, it could, you know, you never really know, you know, what you say in a podcast. I mean, that's that's how I found like a lot of like interesting things that I love now, you know. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Making sure. bread. I was like listening to podcasts during the, during the pandemic. People were talking about making bread. I'm like, let me see if I can make bread. I can't make bread. I fucked it up. I'm the only person on the planet that fucked up bread. Dude, dude, no, 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 no. You, I'm right there with you. I got to say something. Dude, I killed my neighbor. What are you talking about? I, I, with dead. bread? With bread? <laughs> yeah, I gave it to me. Choked. Some some weird like yeast poisoning. Gave her a yeast, infe yeast infection. <laughs> some... I gave her a yeast infection. Let's not talk about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> no, but you know what? I, I'm, I'm really bad at making bread, man. I cannot knead dough to save my life. I have tried. You know, I love to make, I love pizza, man. So I'm trying to make my pizza dough. And oh, just yeah. like, look the, it's a, a, just a goop. It's a yeah. mess. Yeah. My hands don't do it, man. My hands can't do it. Yeah. Nick, Nick Bello Hopper, my bassist. Kid can make pizza. Yeah, you know, people that can uh, need dough, great masseuses. They're uh -huh. good. Yeah, if you see them, like, doing their magic, you're like, hey, I've got a little knot right here. Can you uh, kind of, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just give him the shoulder. Yeah. Nothing creepy about that, huh? Yeah, nothing creepy about Ooh, that yeah. at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something like Macho Man Randy Savage getting a massage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right there, baby. Oh, yeah. That's a mental image for you right there. I, yeah, I'm kind of disturbed now. Ooh, grease it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he die from a massage? He died. He's getting a no, heart attack he, after he's getting massaged or something. Was he died like, from a slim gym getting stuck in his windpipe. <laughs> Some people call it a slim gym. Other people Sorry. call it something else. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. But, um, no, I, I, I love your new album. Your new album is absolutely fantastic. You know what the coolest thing about your new album is? It's really different than a lot of albums yeah. I hear. I listen to a lot of music, mm -hmm. right? From start to finish, every single song on your album is great. And oh. it's so refreshing to actually listen to a full album and hear one song that's awesome. You're like, okay, this is good. And hear another song that's really good. And then another song is really good. And then when you get the, the last song, even though your last song is in Japanese, uh -huh. you're like still like, oh my God, this is like really fucking good. And you're just like really satisfied. It's like it's like going to like a really nice meal on your birthday and having a delicious meal. And you're just like, oh man, that was so good. That that's that's how I felt like the first time I listened to your album. I was just like, wow, that's, that's cool. That's really cool. Cause like, dude, I listen to a lot of bands and I listen to a lot of music. And usually the first song's great. And then after that, the second song's okay. Then you get a song after that. And you're like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And you're waiting for like another kind of like home run song. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. sometimes you get it towards the end, sometimes not. But your your band, like both albums, the, the both albums that I've heard have that, especially your, your newest album. And um, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was absolutely spectacular. And I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I actually really, really love it. I mean, Thanks the first the first song is You, and I love the song You. It's really good. Like it really just kind of like, punches you in the mouth in a way that mm -hmm. you enjoy it right mm -hmm. and then and then you just keep on going through it and stuff and the song's kind of like 
just build on to each other. And you know, an interesting thing that is, you told me that you recorded, uh, you recorded, let's call it this album and the previous album at the same time. And I don't feel that at all. I feel that your song, your album, which is called The Chain of Love. The Long Chains of Love. The Long Chains of Love. I feel that that album and your new album are very different because your new album has a lot of energy and angst to it. Like there's yeah. a, like, I, you know, I wrote this down because when I was listening to it, I was like, I got to write this down. Um, I feel I get a little cure. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of social distortion. Mm-hmm. I get some Tom Waits. And your lyrics are beautiful. Your lyrics are poetry. So I get a little bit of William S. Burroughs in there, dude. Oh, so cool. when I listen to your album, that's kind of like what I feel, you know? And when I was listening to it, I had to write that down. I was like, okay, yeah, I get this. I get this. I get this. Uh. As I was listening, actually, I wrote that down the second time I was listening to it, not the first time. I gave it a, a fresh listen. And then the second time I listened to it, I was like, oh, cool. And I've seen you perform live twice. Yep, yep, and yep. when I saw you perform twice, I really enjoyed your 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 stage presence, the energy that you guys have. Every band member is a little bit different, mm. like in uh, personality, mm. but you guys all gel together very, very well. It's, it's, it's a really great performance, man. I, I really enjoy your show. But when you know when you go to a show and you see like a band performing, I mean, you're just enjoying everything together, enjoying the people there, the sure, dancing, sure. the booze, experience. The, the whole experience, right? But when you sit down and you put on the headphones and you actually really focus on the music, it's different, right? And But I really enjoyed it, very much so. Thank you. And I think it says a lot in this day and age for people to say, to have the attention span to listen to an album, 10 songs, you know, 40 minutes of your time. And and, and like you said, you heard it a few times. And I think it's, I think I'm, I'm, uh, for better, for worse, I'm the kind of person that when I start to work on a project, my brain tells me exactly uh, (laughs) some kind of a weird like goal. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. So, 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 can I open this, by the way? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, beer, beer is done. We're, we're finished with beer. Okay. Well, we got to introduce that. Uh, this is a drinking podcast. Faders, you should be drinking with us unless you're driving. Do not drive. Do not drink and drive. Pop the cork on this. Okay. What are we drinking? This, this is great. Is, this is going to be our Nihonshu for the night. This is a Desai 39. Johnny, you want to tell them all about what it means? The number? Uh, yes. The numero. Uh, Desai is the name of the company, and 39 means that they took every single grain of rice, and before they made that grain of rice into the sake or nihonshu, they polished it down until it was 39% of the grain of rice, which means it's 39% more pure than any other uh, nihonshu grain of rice. And? Yes. Let's see how it tastes. Okay, here we go. So you've never had this... I've had 50 and I've had 23 and I've had 34. Right. I've never had this one. All right. Oh, God, dude, that, that's a healthy that's pouring. That's a healthy pouring. And, I mean, yeah. unfortunately or fortunately. Oh, 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 oh my God. Oh. Smell this. Smell this. Yeah, it smells clean. It's fruity. It smells like a. It smells I mean, like Kool-Aid. It also has like a certain kind of like mountain stream kind of. Do you know what I'm saying? Like a kind of super fresh mountain air kind of feeling. It's very fruity. Floral. All right, cheers, everybody. Cheers, cheers. Kampai, 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 faders. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. Mm. Wow. No, it's smooth. It's fruity. And it's got this dry aftertaste. It's got a lot of like like banana esters and stuff in there. Do you understand? Do you wow, think? wow. Yes, it does. Man, yeah. it's it's that's it's super smooth. Absolutely smooth. Desai is a beautiful mm. Nihonshu. And Nihonshu is the name of sake. 
When you, I mean, outside of Japan, you say sake, everyone's like, oh, sake. sake. When you come sake. to Japan, you shouldn't say sake. Sake just means any kind of alcohol. <laughs> Nihonshu is this motherfucking shit. Mm. And this is good. Mm. Okay, so dude, here's the weird thing. Well, what are we talking about? We're talking about music. Album. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, this is such great sake. This, this is this is going to be a weird, I don't mean to make a weird segue here, but this is an honest truth. Uh-oh. About two, a little over two years ago, I started meditating. Okay. Transcendental? Not TM, mm. but uh, uh, another kind of like non-religious kind of meditation called Vipassana. And um, during that time, one day in, um, uh, I guess it was sometime in 2021, mm-hmm. after my meditation, my I just suddenly had this thing. I said, I'm going to put out two albums. I'm going to record two albums. I'm going to put them out next year. I'm going to get a record label to do it. Mm-hmm. Weird, right? It's pretty weird. And then, especially when you're not supposed to think about anything when you meditate, no, it, it, right? It was after. It was after. It was sort of like this weird, like, sort of like moment of just like, bing. Oh, I know what I'm going to do now. Hmm, okay. I guess I'm going to do it. Holy shit. That's awesome. And then, dude, I, I didn't even have songs written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even know how to play an instrument. <laughs> Where's my kazoo? <laughs> I got a harmonica. If I had a hammer, I'd hammer it. What? So, so that that's also the weird thing is like all this stuff, like the name Keepers Park, all the songs, all the lyrics, it all kind of came out of this weird me kind of like going into a state of mind that sort of like, just like let go of all distractions of all the stuff around me, the news, the television, the radio, the, 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 the hustle and bustle, even, you know, my own brain buzz, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, when that happened, like it, so just this stuff came out and then it just sort of like fell into place in the weirdest of ways. In other words, I was kind of like in a weird way, kind of hands off in a funny way. Does it make sense? It makes a perfect sense. Like I worked on it, but it was sort of like, not really just like a, I wasn't sweating or anything. It was just like, wow, okay, it's happening. Hey man, sometimes the universe just talks to you, man. That's the thing. And if you get your fucking radars open and shit, dude, fucking you'll get it. Um, I mean, I come up with ideas. Uh, I don't take a bath so often. I take a bath maybe once a month. Now, in Japan, or I know you, everybody out there that's like not in Japan, baths, ugh, who takes baths? But in Japan, people take baths all the time, right? And every so often, I'll take a bath, like a super hot bath, right? And I'll just get in there, and I'll, I won't meditate, but I'll just chill, and sometimes things come to me, right? Sure, sure. And for like uh, the uh, exhibition that we're doing together, yeah. I, I came up with a lot of ideas all at once. Yes, 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 yes. For this exhibition, just being in the bath, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to write this down. You know, oh, I was man. like, I was like, dude, you know, I've got seven days for this exhibition. I got this whole like, gallery for seven days. This is great. And I was thinking, maybe there's something I should do, you know, for these seven days, because people aren't going to show up for Saturday and Sunday. They're not going to show up for Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. And I was like, how do we get them in? Yoga. We're going to have a free yoga class. And then I was like, what about a drawing cl- drawing class? And I'm like, what about just having like five or six bands perform? Boom, 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 boom. And I was like, what about a cocktail meet and greet? Boom. And then it just came to me and I you know, I wrote it down naked, balls ass naked. And it was like, oh. dude, Johnny, um, I really believe like water is sort of a connector to our mind because mm-hmm. a lot of, I, I know a lot of people and even myself included, when I go to the pool, mm-hmm. it's great inspiration. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of TNA there, man. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, inspiration, baby. Hey, no. I'm going to become a famous musician. I know it. After my meditation, I was like, hmm, I will see TNA today. Yes. <laughs> I will go to the pool. 
But you know what? I mean, uh, after the swim, uh, or like you said, after the bath, it, it's a weird thing, but you, your brain kind of opens up a little bit. I think it's, mm. I think it's just sort of like a reconnection, reconnecting. I don't know. Maybe that's something to do with going back to the womb or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. Going back to the womb, getting but, all mystical here. Yeah, we're getting deep. Hey, man, it's got to Japan. We can do whatever we want, man. Mystical. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Is there, maybe he's your next guest. But about who our next guest? Mystical. <laughs> Remember that guy? Oh, mystical, who? that rapper, mystical, with a K. No, 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 no. But um, anyway, I mean, our bodies are like what ninety six percent fluids, you know, or less, something like that. So I mean, pretty much, yeah. When you're in water, maybe it's like you know, you just helps you focus or something. But who knows? Anyway, it worked for you, worked for me, and but I mean, going back to you, it definitely worked for you because I mean, your album is absolutely spectacular. Um, what is the the Sands song? The Sands <laughs> Sands Tonight is that the name of Sands that song? Tonight, mm-hmm. Yeah, that song is really cool. <laughs> That's, that's, I love this that's song. That's one of like the, the super shortest songs on the record. Yeah, it's like DRI. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 30-second song, that or GBH. Now, here's the weird part about that shit, though, man. Mm. When I was in the studio when we were working on that song, uh, I had a sudden burst of inspiration, and I called my good friend Misty Fuji, who's a who's a famous um, soul DJ. Yeah. And um, she's from Toronto, but she's moved to Tokyo. Uh, she moved to uh, Japan about... Um, maybe like two years ago or something like that. And her and I have done a few DJ gigs together. Super sweet. Mm-hmm. She had just had a baby about a month earlier and was kind of recovering at home, hanging out in her new home. And I called her up and I was like, hey, look, um, you want to do a little spoken word intro to this song? She had never. Oh, that ne- was her. She had never heard the song. Oh. And I was just like, I'm just going to write some crazy crap down. I'm going to send it to you. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just gave her like the super raw, nonsensical idea. It's what I would imagine like David Lynch, how he directs his actors and actresses. He's just like, I want you to go into the light and then feel the darkness and eat the fruit. It was <laughs> it was very obscure. Anyway, so she was just like, she was game. And then she sent me like all these, you know, voice memos and just like popped it in. It was cool. It was a cool moment. Yeah, cool moment. Random. No, that's really cool. No, that's 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 a great song. I mean, every song is great. I mean, there's no bad songs in your album. And and sometimes we have people on the show where they have like a, an album, and I'm not uh, mentioning any names, and they'll have like one or two really good songs, and then everything is everything else is okay. But for you, like I said before, every single song is absolutely fantastic. Thanks, right? That's hands down the truth. And um, Baders, you definitely got to listen to this album. It's available. Actually, let's just tell them it's available right now. Okay. First of all, we've got digital copies that are streaming everywhere, Spotify, YouTube, everything. If you want to buy a digital copy, it's on the Bandcamp, Fever Moon, and um, do a search on Bandcamp for that, Fever Moon, and there's a few albums on there. CD copies are available. Uh, we've got uh, CD copies in Japan that are available from this uh, record label called Unus Mundus, U-N-U-S. M-U-N-D-U-S-U-M.com. Unismundusum.com. And um, they're selling physical copies. And then uh, if you're in the States or overseas, then you can order through this uh, website, bifocalmedia.com. And fingers crossed there's going to be some wax on the way as well. So Really? Yes. Really? Are you going to have 45s? 
Um, it depends, man. Uh, so there's been actually three singles released with videos mm-hmm. that are on the YouTube channel for Fever Moon. And um, there's one more video that's going to come out, I think, uh, next week for the song Whistle Talk. So you really have music videos? Yeah, I've got three so far. Yep, oh, yep. that's great. I was going to yep. ask you about that. That's so cool. So basically, I directed a music video. Um, he directs. He does it all. I did. <laughs> But add that to the list of uh stuff. Um, but you know, but uh, you know, there's yeah. So so there's like a three. Um, and there's there's it's a long story, but there's gonna be another music video coming soon. And if so, we'll do the forty five for it. Cool, because I do love forty fives. I do too. Gotta love the forty fives, man. Fan now. Before I was like a full record kind of guy. Now I'm like forty fives mm. are kind of cool. You know, you just sit down. You, I mean. Things about 45s, you put it in, you listen to it, and you really just kind of listen to the music, and then you flip it over, you listen to the B-side, and then you're good, you know? Yep, yep. I mean, it's a quick fix. I, li- I like 45s, mm-hmm. too. i got tons of them, unfortunately. Tons. We'll yep. talk about records later. Help. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, there's there's actually uh, there's actually three music videos up on the YouTube channel, Fever Moon, and uh, one more coming soon. Awesome. That's so cool. All right. But, uh, uh, I want to move the needle and talk about design. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, for your new album, you've got kind of a Shepherd Fairy esque kind of 1970s design oh, wow. that has like, I love the trim along the edges uh-huh. because I've been doing that a little bit with my paintings. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, that's pretty fucking cool, dude. Did I copy you or did you copy me? I don't know, man. But fucking, that's really fucking dope. Tell me, did you design the album cover? I did. I designed. Nice. I designed the album cover for a nice. That's art. the answer I wanted to know, dude. I'm so happy. Which was another weird thing where um actually I actually I was I had hired another artist to do it actually a few months ago. Did you really? Mm. Why would you do that? Because I you're a brilliant artist. Your artwork is fucking so cool. You know what though, dude? It's that kind of this weird thing. Like I don't want to be like the Tommy Wiseau of like indie rock of like yeah, I wrote the music, I produced it, and yeah. I did the artwork, and I I I, I. Yeah. and I really want yeah. to see like I, I want to see like another stamp of someone. And there was an artist I really loved, and I really wanted to get her scope. Yeah, because she was a fan of the first record a lot, and I was like, oh, oh. can you please make something cool. for this? It didn't quite work out, though, just for time reasons and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so then when it came down to it, man, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to try to make something. I just, I just hunkered down for a week and just started, you know, messing around with ideas and and, um, but, you know, I, I also love those kind of like jagged, rough borders and those sort of like um, I mean, I come from like a, a DIY history you know yeah we both I, do i love screen yeah. printing i love this kind of making your own shirts your own stickers yeah going yeah, to keep yeah. living at kinko's, kinko's. yeah <clears throat> mm. so yeah man i, I love that kind of idea for the long chains of love record though my friend david palish in the mm. uk mm-hmm. i use his wildlife photography for the package for the eagle right yeah yeah, yeah. he's got some beautiful beautiful photography that he has up so yeah that's one thing i I didn't understand it was like the long chains of love and then you have an eagle's face like on the front i was like trying to put it together well (laughs) the title on the eagle's face i mean it looks awesome well but i think the thing is is you know i'm i'm a i'm a big fan of stuff that doesn't make sense at first glance so it's like 1970s record covers sometimes. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I just love except for, I mean, 82, I mean, except for like the wall. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. a pretty weird. I mean, I mean, wow, that's a I mean, that's kind of a scary album cover, though, is it not? 
if you've it's never it's a wall it's like white with like the lines and stuff. Uh, it's got the face coming out so yeah, you're like yeah so wall, yeah yeah right? yeah the wall is the wall sorry, i'm thinking of the soundtrack of the movie so i'm thinking i'm sorry that uh, that with the face coming out yeah. and shit oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh that's a great movie <laughs> yeah but yeah but um but i i do i do find that um artwork has to match the feeling of the of the of the of the music and whatnot and I'm an I'm an aesthetic geek, I would say. Mm-hmm. Somewhat of a design geek, but more of a, of an aesthetic weirdo, you know? Like I I've got to just have something that has a I don't know what the word is. Maybe it's allure. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to look cool, doesn't have to look great. Mm-hmm. But as long as it looks like something that's going to kind of be like what the hell is that? You know what I mean? Like and I think I think I mean even the title alone is kind of odd, The Long Chains of Love. What does that mean? It means a lot of things. It could mean a lot of things to anybody. I don't know. Put an eagle on the cover. Boom. Got a record. <laughs> it works. Yep. It works. And it's a great album, too. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Both of your albums are really, really great. <clears throat> but I was curious about the eagle. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it was um, there's something about the eye of that. I think it's a hawk. I think there's. Is so- it a hawk? Yeah. Oh, there's, it's like so close. It's like a close up. It's right? a close up, and, yeah. and but there's something about the way that that hawk's eye is looking <clears throat> past the camera, off in the distance, and it just has a very eerie, beautiful, and kind of mysterious look to it. And um, stop right there. That's why it makes sense. <laughs> That's why it makes sense. I, I could go on. That's but... it. No, it makes sense. It's the look of the eagle, the hawk's eye. Right, just look in the hawk's eye, then it fucking makes sense. Yes, that, that, that's the answer. That's Haw- the answer. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Oh, we're going to get into MASH territory. Okay, awesome, man. <laughs> you. It took five minutes to answer that question, but yeah. <laughs> Wait till we get into the MASH podcast. That'll be really fun. Oh, the MASH podcast. Oh, geez. <laughs> Radar. <laughs> He's such a character. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, Okay. You are a brilliant artist. Your artwork is absolutely spectacular. I love your art. I love your Thank concepts you. Thanks, behind man. your artwork. Um, you've uh, been in, we've done what three shows three together? Three or four shows, I guess. Yeah, right? it's gonna be like four or five uh, in two weeks. Right. But uh, your artwork is really dynamic. You you do such great stuff, and um, your your songwriting is really really intense. And I, I'm curious, how does that work together? I mean, like. Being like a really great songwriter and musician, and then being a really good artist, how do they complement each other? Well, I mean, hmm, I guess they all live in the same weird stream of consciousness, really, man. Because in all honesty, I I, I know it sounds kind of weird, and every artist has their own way of doing things, but mm-hmm. I try not to overthink shit too much, and I think that's kind of important for me because the more I think the less I do mm-hmm. um and you know actions are so much more important than words as someone once said who was that Leonard Cohen um but uh <laughs> that's a, that's a I've got about. some of his albums I love Leonard I, Cohen. I love Leonard Cohen as well yeah. yeah yes 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 Leonard to Mr. Cohen himself yes and to his family mm. But you know the weird thing is, man, is like I'm I I I honestly, as odd as it sounds, I kind of consider both of those aspects kind of compartmentalized in my brain when it comes time to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you know, you're going to talk to me maybe like two or three months ago, and I'm all like you know music mode, 
Mm-hmm. But now we're in the process of getting ready for this big show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's and such a big show. So now I'm, you know, I'm I'm at home and I'm doing, you know, I'm banging on the wood and slapping paint on the boards and whatnot. So um, I, I think the, the question is interesting, um, I, I, although I don't know exactly how they intersect per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I guess I kind of keep it like separately in my brain because basically my studio at home is an art studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only mm-hmm. use that. F- I, I do also like, you know, record demos and stuff down there. Mm-hmm. But uh, dude, I'll have plenty of times and I'll just be like waiting for paint to dry and I'll grab my guitar and just like pump out some stupid song w- once in a while. But uh, but yeah, they're both kind of like more along the lines of intensified hobbies. Does it make sense? It does. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, I love them both. I love, I love, I love making stuff. I love making art, and um, I'm, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know where to place my um, my art in in general. But I use, I, you know, as you know, I use a lot of wood mm-hmm. and acrylic, and and I use spray paint sort of like sparingly. I'm not a good um graffiti artist you know no, i'm, not, no, no, I'm no. just i'm not good with the 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 technical aspects of like paint and uh, spray paint i think your spray paint because I, I i'm very very familiar with your artwork i yeah. think the spray paint that you do use it complements the artwork it's very subtle touches i, I have to be really careful when i'm mm-hmm. a, when i'm doing the spray paint i'm sort of like this like <laughs> i'm i'm very um mm-hmm. Nimble when it comes to that sort of stuff because you I, should be because it's really easy to fuck oh, up a painting dude, dude. if you just like like, psh, like oh no this you know? this is experience yeah. I I I I have literally just right there you want to you want to see some of my fuck ups I got a lot of fuck ups over there dude how many how many times did you like you know put the put the paint the spray can so close to the things and like, um, like oh, it's just like dripping and splashing everywhere oh, your face is kind of like speckled with red paint and your hands are just like oh my god what's going on Pink. then you it just takes like two seconds to look at a youtube video which is like wear a mask wear gloves <laughs> well, <laughs> don't do it open your windows you know like don't the basics <laughs> but yeah no no it's all about can control yeah you gotta have i mean well it depends on what you're doing but yeah yeah i mean i mean these are supposed to be dudes but it's <laughs> fucked up you know so far yeah Oh man! So all right, yeah, your lyrics are spectacular. Oh, thank you very much. Your lyrics are spectacular. Where do you? And I know you're an avid reader, and you read a lot. I mean, mm. we've talked a lot about books. Mm. Oh, be careful putting the uh, cup down right here because this microphone is going to pick up all those clicks. People that are listening to this show and driving, they're going to fucking drive off the highway. But you should not be drinking and driving. Just drinking and listening to two drunks. But, <laughs> but um. Where do you get your lyrics? Like, where does that come from? Like, I- I'm listening to your music and I'm listening to like the words, you know, I, re- I focus on the music. I focus on the lyrics. No. And it's like, there's a lot of poetry in your lyrics. And that's why I said William S. Burroughs, because it was like poetry in a very dynamic way. Because William S. Burroughs, he had like so many weird ways of writing his books where he like, he cut up word, like yeah. words, yeah, and yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. threw them up in the air and put them together and stuff like that. He had a term for it. I forget what it was, but it's just like, I mean... <clears throat> Kind of like a Dada-esque kind of approach, right? Yeah, but like I, I mean, mean it's really I, I loved it. I mean, your your lyrics are great. Again, the weird, strange thing is this, dude, and I mean, I mean, this is just my personal experience: is that every single song on that record was sort of written in a flash of boom. You know, it was just like I would write it. I would write the the, the music. I would go for a walk when I'd be on the walk. Mm-hmm. 
I would suddenly get the whole song's lyrics in my brain. I would just grab my phone and just start like typing out as quickly as I could. Mm-hmm. And then I would come back and I would try it with the lyrics matching up. And 99% of the time, it just was just a perfect match. Fuck. It, and this is this is not to, uh, a brag by any chance. But but I mean, I've been writing songs for a very long time. I mean, I've been writing songs for maybe, I don't know, since I was probably 15. Since I was about 13, been writing songs. This time around, though, like, um, you know, I, I don't really write from my personal level. I don't write a lot about, like, what I'm feeling, because I think that's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. I like to sort of, like, let characters inhabit my pen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a cool thing. I think a lot of writers have that kind of open heart for that kind of stuff or open brain for it, where it's just like... You know, you got to get possessed by your characters, even if it's just for three or five, four minutes for a song. So I'll write a song from like, you know, a perspective of like, you know, someone who's about to, you know, like a, like a, you know, one of the songs is just for me personally, I feel like it's something like from a, 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 a maybe like a woman who's like, wants to leave her partner, but it's a weird relationship. She can't get out. You know, it's not me per se, but it is sort of like, the spirit of someone who may or may not exist, but it does exist in this story. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like to think of the songs as sort of like mini novelettes or vignettes. And I think that's kind of cool to have that shit sort of be like um, up to the listener to sort of like grab the, grab their own dream from that sort of thing, you know, like pick their own spot in the stream, dip their hand in it, see what they get. And the, but dude, the lyrics are very important to me. I really do sort of feel, I, I mean, I'm the kind of person who, when I used to buy records and tapes, I'll sit there and I'll like open the lyric sheet and I'll, I'll read along with whatever I'm uh, listening to, because I think lyrics are really cool. Really, mm-hmm. you know, they're powerful. They can be. Yeah. 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 I, I love a good, I love a good lyric. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, and, I mean, I mean, <clears throat> it runs the gamut from, from hip hop to, Oh yeah, to folk music, to like the Grateful Dead, to no, no, sorry, I was like, let's call it. Is it like J-pop? To J-pop? To K-pop? To BTS? Hey, there might be some meat on that bone. <laughs> there might be. There might be. I don't know. Hit me up. Hit that's me up. a different podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, no. I, I, your your lyrics are really great. It, yeah, it's like it's more like stories 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 more like stories like when i listen to like your songs it's more like stories and i I really appreciate that and they're all great seriously they're they're all really really amazing thanks man thank you yeah i I really do love them and okay um just having a conversation with you we're covering all these questions (laughs) rip but uh let's see there's one here that i wanted to oh yeah bands okay so you were like you're in bands growing up yeah yeah yeah. like when you first started like doing music were you a songwriter were you uh were you singing were you playing guitar or what were you doing and what kind of music was it uh i mean actually man i i kind of got into this whole thing on a very accidental level i um my father's friend came to me one day and was like i've got an old acoustic guitar in the attic that i've, I've always wanted to learn to play and i never learned to play it do you want it and i was like sure and uh I've never taken a music lesson, never had like, you know. Are you serious? Dude, I can't even read music at all. Oh, let's not talk about Miles Davis. Oh, God. Yeah. Remember we had a conversation about Miles Davis? I got pissed off about the rockers because they couldn't read music. 
Yeah, Faders, we are very, very big fans of Miles Davis. We both read his books. We've seen his documentaries. We love Miles Davis. We've had hours-long conversations, drunken conversations about (laughs) Miles Davis. So for you to say that you can't read music, I'm like, oh, dude, Miles right now, he'd be so pissed off at you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miles. Unless you're Hendrix. MD. Sorry, MD. Yes. (laughs) Sorry about that, but yes. No, but I had to put that in there because I'm drunk. But but the the thing is, you know, like... um, like, uh, you know, I mean, you know, when I was growing up, you know, we were huge fans of Nirvana and of course, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, going, I mean, I graduated high school, 93 faders. So what can you say about that? You know, I saw, you mean 2003, I graduated in 2023. The school of hard knocks. <laughs> the school of rock knots. The school of rock. Rock knots. <laughs> it's kind of like psych, you know, it's like the new the new psych member. Not. It's like not, you know, I don't know. Maybe uh, it's, I don't know. I don't no, know. but you know, you know, the thing is I'm you know, I was I played in a lot of bands and um you know, most of my bands like garage bands. We just we and we did do like a lot of shows. We toured that's the cool thing though, man. You know, when I was younger, mm-hmm. it wasn't just a it wasn't just about like doing I mean, I, I've got tons of old demos from my old bands. My old first band, we did like three, four demos. The next band, we did a ton of demos. We put out records. We toured. Records. Oh yeah, yeah. Vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Dude, I, I was, I was a, the first vinyl I ever put out. I think was 1996. I, I probably saw that. I used to work at Amoeba. Amoeba uh, in Amoeba? San Francisco. Yeah. This is a weird. I was in a band called Koresh. <laughs> Oh God, Koresh! Yeah, we couldn't sell those at all. And we had a, we had a, we had a. It's a funny <laughs> thing you mentioned that you mentioned the hawk on the cover. This record had a zebra on the cover. Yeah, it was just the name Koresh with a zebra on the cover. It, but anyway, um, <laughs> and then um, so I mean, I've kind of been in bands for a long time, done a lot of different stuff. But back in the old days when I was younger, I just kind of was a more of a, you know, kind of an angsty. Super crazy time signatures, insane, mm-hmm. um, falling on the floor, screaming kind of stuff. Like I said, my old band toured Japan back in 2002. That's awesome. Oh, that was... 2002, ex- that's when I came to Japan. That's when Japan was still a little raw. Dude, now I- Japan's so polished. To- Tokyo. Tokyo's pretty it, polished. It was pretty raw. We did... Like, I mean, probably like the places where you stayed was like fucking, there's like no windows or anything, or Dude, the crazy, like Mamba's hanging out, there's gatos everywhere. The crazy thing, too, is like we did nine shows. Mm-hmm. So, most bands when they come to Japan, I realize they just do like four gigs. They hit like, you know, Yokohama, Tokyo, Osaka, maybe Nagoya, maybe. Yeah. We hit like Kobe, Yokohama, Koenji. Yeah, um, Koenji's great. Eat about, uh, we hit all, um, it's been called Star uh, Star Club in Kobe, um, lots of places. Yeah, but nine nine gigs. But we we had a great um, we had a great um, this hardcore band who um, set up the whole gig for us called uh, Five Kinds Square. Mm-hmm. The singer actually owns a place in Koiwa called Bush Bash now, and uh, Minoru. And um, but uh, yeah, man, it, it, that was that was a wild experience. And also, damn. Can we just say one thing about Japanese fans? Yes. This was an insane thing for us because this was, this was, this is back in 2002, right? This is, we already had three albums up by that point in time. 
And when we came there, I took a sort of a chance. I was like, I'm going to do a bunch of t-shirts. <laughs> I hope these sell. Hey, guess what? Sold out. Yeah. All shirts sold, you know, super crazy well. Mm-hmm. Sold out, actually. And um, went home empty-handed, amazingly. Yeah, Japanese and, fans um, are hardcore. Man, I've got video. I'll show you this sometimes, Johnny. This is bonkers. I love to see it. From 2002, yeah. From 2002, we're playing in the Niman Volto. You remember that club in Koenji called 2000 Volt? Is that the one that was at the end of the arcade and then went downstairs? Yes. Okay, yeah, I've been there. Uh, it That old location burned from what I remember. But did you know John Zorn owned that club? I didn't know that, but the thing is, it's just like uh, old, like Koenji's changed a couple mm. of times. Mm. And like back in the day, Koenji from like, two, I think 2004, 2005, they, they took down a huge hard gate and they, uh, they, they completely changed Koenji. And yeah. then now they're changing Koenji and making it more commercial. They're again. trying to do it again as well. So they're going to do it. Do it. Everything's in the works. I mean, it sucks, but I mean, that's fucking life, dude. I mean, look at Manhattan. By the way, we should, we should say to the faders out there, if you've never, if you're planning to come to Japan. Go you to Quenji now. Now, because yeah. it, it, I'm not sure if that old feeling is going to be there in two it's or three not. years. It's a, it's a sad thing to say, but it's done, dude. I lived in Shimokitazawa when we ah. when we first started the podcast yeah, yeah. in 2009. I lived in Shimokitazawa. Shimokitazawa was raw. There's mm-hmm. like fucking mm-hmm. almost like dudes with like fucking cigarette burns all over their face, selling like uh like bracelets and stuff like at the station. I mean, it was like a really crazy little location. Now Shimokitazawa is like Disneyland. Yeah. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's Uniqlo, Starbucks. Yeah. How did you well, how did you can still get a couple of little pockets, yeah. but yeah, anyway, Koenji, it's it's a stronghold, but yeah, definitely go there as soon as you can because yeah. it's gonna be gone soon. And um Koenji yeah. rocks. But right now I still love Koenji. Me too. Yes. Wow. Um, yeah, we kind of got off topic. Uh, all right, band screwing up. Okay. Touring in Japan compared to touring in the United States. What are the differences? Uh, um, in your opinion, because I always ask every band this. For one thing, yeah. first thing that comes to mind is the, the show times. My God. You know, you're touring in the States, you're going to go on at maybe 11 or 12 at night. And you're going to leave that club at four in the morning or three in the morning. And it's a mess. Um, not to mention that, but you're, when you, when you're, when you're, you know, when you're touring in the States, it's, uh, it's truly, I mean, it's fun. It's great. You meet a lot of great people, beautiful people, beautiful times, beautiful experience. Um, one thing I love about touring in the States, I should say is this, uh, getting to know the town is really fucking rad. You know, and I think that's one thing I miss is that drive, even though it's a slog, even though it's insane, you know, you're going from like Louisiana to Texas to, you know, to to, to California and all around. It, it can be a slog, but man, when you, you, when you get there, you meet people, it's really great. In, in Japan, it is kind of the same way, but you know, it's sort of a little bit samey, samey to some extent. However, in Japan though, the treatment is so great. You know, um, even the the punk clubs, you know, the punk clubs have a great way of just like treating their guests. Um, so when I, when the, the band came, you know, when we, when we hit Nagoya, even the, the sound man was just like completely on fire mm-hmm. and, and, and. 
they're willing to accommodate everything. So the cool thing is the club staff in Japan rules. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> the club staff in Japan rules. If you're in a band and you want to tour Japan, get ready for some truly uh great treatment as far as sound goes as far as you know dude you're spent much time in new york right i spent some time <laughs> I, I didn't spend time but i spent some time <laughs> <laughs> do it for johnny no <laughs> johnny don't want to do no time but the thing is you know when you're in new york and you're in like philly and stuff like that man you gotta slip bucks to the sound dude to make you sound good are you serious you're gonna tip him like dude please you gotta fucking- tip, you've gotta tip the sound person especially in new york new york city was notorious for that you know god i don't want to talk about philly and all I, I i mean even even wow philadelphia was a crazy thing back in the day man but i got i got stories but but anyway I can imagine. Philly's got a bad reputation right now. <laughs> Back then, it wasn't. It wasn't like bad per se, but it was just like a hard. It was a hard gig to get. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly was rough. Um, yeah, you know. But but we played quite a few gigs in in Philly's great. But um, that was mostly through our old drummer who had some good connects. Shout out to Jason Elworth of Valiant Thor. What up? Um, but uh. But yeah, touring in Japan's awesome. I really, I really love it, and um, and uh, I, I do uh, recommend you look into it. And if you want to come to Japan, if you're a band, maybe give me a give me a buzz and let's work out something. I got a few bands I'm working on. Sweet, sounds fantastic, man. So yeah, basically, when you come to Japan, I mean, the people that work at the clubs are into music and they're into your music, so they make sure that your sound is fucking awesome. In America, you got to pay to play. All right. Uh, moving forward, I got questions about records. Yeah. Um, yes, you had a podcast about records. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got a lot of records. And every so often I see like on uh, Facebook or whatnot, you got pictures of like beer or coffee and records and stuff. I love records. I used to work at Amoeba. I worked at Amoeba for one year and I was a DJ for a long, 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 long time. And um, I, I love the sound of vinyl. I love vinyl so much, dude. If you gave me the choice between like, let's say uh, I have to pay for one record or three free MP3s, I'll pay for the fucking record just to get the sound, the feel, the vibe, and just like the experience. What, five MP3s, man? Five. Let's do 10. Whoa. Whatever, man. But anyway, I, I fucking love records. And um, the thing is, it's just like, let's talk about records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many records do you have? About. And it's hard to fucking say because. You mean, you mean LPs? Like 12 inch? Yeah, let's say 12 inch. Yeah, sure. But the thing is, just like how many, it's hard to say mm-hmm. because I mean, this much right here is like 80 records. Okay, wow. That's 80 records. So let's do about like this much. And like when I was a DJ in San Francisco, I had a whole fucking wall of records. I don't even oh, know. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then when I came to Japan, I had like half, I had so many fucking records. So I would say I have about 2,500 LPs. Oh, that's not bad. It's a good, it's a good size wall. That's not bad. It's not bad. And I'm going to say that's a, that's a fairly, that's one good, like, Ikea wall shelf of records, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. As far it's as seven so inches heavy. goes, though, 
Actually, I should. Oh, seven inches. Oh shit! There we go. For my forty-fives, yeah. though. A lot of punk rock, seven inches. Got a lot of punk stuff. Got a lot yeah. of Shokayo stuff. I got a lot of um. Old. So maybe uh, I'm you gonna say at least a thousand seven inches at least. Oh man, that's fucking impressive. Actually. But I should yeah. say this one. There's one caveat to this is that my closet actually. <laughs> I've actually started. <laughs> Storing some records in my closet. Is it to hide them from your wife? Like no. I didn't like <laughs> It's not like that, but it's just like stuff that I can't fit on the shelf right now. Mm-hmm. And stuff that I'm sort of like in like I, I might listen to once in a while or like some kind of weird 12-inch singles of something. Yeah, yeah. Like 12 yeah. inch singles are kind of weird. You don't want to like put that one in with other stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I've got yeah. another at least 500 in there. So I'm gonna say maybe 300. Ah, fuck th- three, sorry, 3,000 maybe LPs. Oh. However, the thing that's really crazy is that 80% of those are probably jazz records. Are they jazz? Yeah. I mean, I mean, when it comes to collecting records, I'm wow. a jazz collector, not just not just jazz records, but I'm a really big fan of collecting autographed jazz records. You can get a lot of those in Japan. A lot of people, when they see like an autograph, faders, this is kind of a secret. Ah, should I not say? All right, all right, we'll skip that then. It's okay. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. A lot of people, a lot of jazz legends, a lot of musicians sign records, mm. and then somebody will will like actually have like a signed record, like a Japanese will have a signed record, and then they'll they'll sell it to a secondhand shop or to a or they'll, a pass, shop. Or they'll pass away. Yeah, and their, their collection goes. Oh, that happens, whatever. And then like a record uh, a record store will get like a a bunch of records, and they have like all these signatures on them. They're like, what? The scribbles on this? Two dollars? Fuck this shit. And then you'd be there and you'd be like, Jimi Hendrix. And then you Google it, you're like, oh my God, that's the same fucking signature. Oh my God. It's a Jimi Hendrix autograph. Oh my God. And you, in Japan. And I've talked to so many fucking people mm. that have fucking found autograph records from legends of mm-hmm. all different kinds of music and shit. And they get them from many, even like if they, they go to Disunion. And Disunion, these guys, Disunion is supposed to be all professionals and yeah. they don't know what the fuck they got, you know? I, they, got, they, they got some young staff coming in and out. But this whole thing started for me when, when uh, about maybe like five or six, seven years ago, when I yeah. found an Elvin Jones autographed record for 300 yen, which is like about $2, basically. Elvin Jones is one of my favorite jazz drummers. And, I, and here's the crazy thing, though. I've got his autograph on three LPs now, <laughs> which I found for cheapest chips. Do you touch it? You're just like, <laughs> I listen to it. I look at it. I marvel at it. Um, I mean, but I've got about maybe 50 autographed jazz records, including Bobby Hutcherson, Elvin Jones, Jimmy Garrison, um, uh, gosh, so many. However, there's two that I'm really looking for, which I'll, I don't think I'll ever find. One of them is one of my favorite pianists, Mal Waldron. I love Mal Waldron. He's a boogie woogie. He's one of my favorite pianists um, of all time. And um, the other is, uh, of course, Coltrane. He's, he's, oh, he's, Coltrane. He's, he's, he's my number one. He's your number one? Dude, after hearing or after reading about uh, Coltrane. Uh, uh, hold on, fucking... hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't, no, no, no. Don't say this story. I know, I know, I know the story you're going to say. I, With please, Miles Davis. Okay. Please okay. don't say that story. I won't say it. All right. I because it reminds me of my, my daughter who does the same thing. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. It's no, messed up. No, you, never Miles Davis Coltrane stories for all right. right, right. If you so, want to read the read, read the book. Read, read, 
Exactly. Read the biography. Yeah. God, that's dude. that's bonkers though. That that's so insanely stupid, right? Yeah, dude. Again, Miles Davis is the, the best thing about his biography. He talks shit about all his friends. He's like, man, that motherfucker. He fucking did all this fucking crazy shit. Is that your best fucking, Miles Davis voice? Well, but this, that's how his voice was. His voice was like this. Hey, man, you want to talk about that, you know, man? He wasn't man. like that harsh. He was, he was that harsh. He was totally like this. He was totally like this, dude, man. Dude, we are going to get in so much trouble right now from doing this right now. <laughs> There's so many people who listen to this podcast who are like, you are so happy. Here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah, I love Miles Davis. Me too. Me too. I fucking love Miles Davis, dude. Fuck. And it's and it's a great. His book is awesome. Miles. His book is Miles. Yes, Miles. Yeah, it's his autobiography. is so fucking fantastic. I've read it twice. I, I think there's, there's probably an audio book, but you don't you don't want to hear it because this one time. Oh, that would be so fucking good if Miles Davis had an, an audio book. His real voice doing it, I'd love it. But if some guy like like portraying his voice, being like. Yeah, that would suck. And then I walked into the bar and I ordered myself. A... <laughs> it was like a Tom White song, doesn't it? Boom, 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 boom. Then I walked into the bar. <laughs> uh, by the way, are you a Sun Ra fan? Who? Sun Ra? Sun Ra. Oh. I feel like I should say yes, but I have to say no because oh. I'm honest. Okay. What's Sun Ra? Sounds like a drum and bass oh, level. Oh, man, I cannot wait to hook you into School this me, yeah. into this pipeline oh, is it jazz sunrise a chicago jazz dude uh-huh who was a basically a piano player yeah is it woogie boogie i mean i've been kind of getting into woogie boogie he was the first guy who ever introduced electronic instruments into jazz not only that but he before miles davis because miles davis was hooking up his fucking uh his trumpet with like a wama pedal man I love electron electric Miles Davis. I love. Yeah, yeah. So, Bitches brew on the corner. Yeah, fucking marvelous. There's marvelous records. Not only that, but there's so many Miles records that people have not discovered yet. Big Fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Big Fun. I know Big God. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's it's a bonkers record. Dude, you know what's funny about Big Fun? Yeah. If you watch the fucking movie uh, Heather's. Oh yeah, I love Heather's. Yeah, the movie Heather's. That the, the one girl that killed herself. She had a shirt that said "Big Fun" on it. Yeah. You're like, oh, that, that's, that's, that's the band. That's the band. That's the name of the band. The movie. Oh. Uh, suicide. Don't do it. Oh, no, that, Big that, Fun. Oh, okay. that, that's why. That's why. That's why. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. <laughs> By the way, they're diving into my story. Readings and salutations. <laughs> another fucking another, 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 another fucking slushy. Another, no, not another fucking Heather. Oh, another fucking Heather. We got to take oh, her my. out. But by the way, <laughs> soda water. We know what happened. Or not. <laughs> glass table, by the way, right here. Glass table, everyone. Watch out. Don't fall over. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Was it mirrored? She got that word wrong and the spelling bee. <laughs> I should say one thing real quick oh. here before we continue. And this is this might be a little too inside baseball. Did I ever, Slater is your brother. Did I ever tell you huh. about my dinner with Winona Ryder? Oh my God. What? To be continued. Oh, you can't. Oh, everyone's like, what? But actually, like, have, be careful putting this down. It's like, I'm so, sorry, 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 guys. Sorry, guys. Like, half the people are there. Like, no coaster. Hashtag no coaster. Who's Winona Ryder? What? <laughs> There's a lot of young people that listen to our show. They love to get faded and love to talk about Japan. Yeah, I had a dinner with mm-hmm. Winona. Uh, it's a long story short, but I'm I'm basically I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. 
Put two and two together, all you smart faders out there, and you're going to understand what I'm saying because there's a real famous musical icon. Think semi-country music, but semi-pop music. Very famous, super famous. This dude used to work at a restaurant I used to hang out with. I dated my old girlfriend who used to work there. He also didn't take showers much. Gigi Allen. (laughs) Anyway. He he, had me at showers. He dated Winona Ryder. She came to the restaurant one night. We all hung out, drank beer, hung out. Here's the weird thing, though. I'm not like a super crazy Winona, like, Super fan, fan. Yeah, yeah. So I was like really cool. I wasn't just like, tell me about your, you know, I yeah. wasn't, I was like, just like a wolf, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was cool. I was just like, nice to meet you. My name's Cornelius. Well, what year was this? Hold on. 19. I'm going to say maybe 2000. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. So, I mean, she was. Still, thing, and she's still. I mean, she's still great. I, I but I, I really like her. But I, you know, I, the thing that what I'm trying to say is, I, I did have a nice dinner with her. It was very nice. That's awesome. That's that's really really cool. Yeah, I mean, if I could have a dinner with her, that'd be a marvelous. I mean, because the thing is, I mean, she's done so much like regarding like I mean, moving the culture forward and shit for fucking great movies. She was in Heather's. Heather's and uh, Beetlejuice ah. and uh, Stranger Things and. Uh, and all the other stuff. All the other stuff that she's done that we love. We love stuff. All right, podcast. You had a podcast, but you still about your podcast well, veteran. Okay, long time. Long story short. Long story short. Um, short story long. I'm just super obsessed with music in general, especially old music, old Japanese music. It's quite interesting, quite fun, quite weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did, like. Do you know lip cream? Of course. Fucking high five. You're the only guy, Gene, the only foreigner that has yes. ever said that they know lip cream. Dude, Fucking, dude. I, I got a friend that's dude. a friend with one of the guys at lip cream. Um, oh, man. Well, Fucking awesome. Well, Hardcore and well, I, I might ask you to come into a show this Saturday then, because I think the drummer from lip cream is going to be there. What about Shona Knife? I love Shona Knife as well. Yeah, yeah. I course. love Shona Knife. They're so great. So, but the thing is, with my old podcast, it was called Mystery Cuts Radio. I heard about that. Yeah. And that was a thing where I basically bought old Japanese seven inches from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Like Happy End? Well, yes, but more kind of on the groovy spectrum and uh, more kind of like sexy female centered. So, you know, Happy End is like kind of a. Happy Amiyumi? More like, kind of like. You ever heard that song that goes bum ba 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 bum bum ba bum bum ba 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 bum ba bum like the what five six seven eight kind of like more earlier than that like finger five dude I'm really good finger five is sort of like in the round but more like female kind of like sexy female sort of loungy groovy sort of stuff anyway I would do this thing what Jack get out of here no Jack are you? We're having a fucking, we're having a feline situation over here. Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. She listens to me. Man. She does listen to you. My yeah. goodness. So, so, so I did this podcast where I basically, um, sort of like did research on all these records and tried to find any information I could, put it into English, and tr- it's on at the moment. It was on, it, you know, it's it's surviving on Mixed Cloud right now. Mystery Cuts Radio. Mm. Uh 
And, you know, that was a cool thing. It was a fun thing. Once in a while, I DJ that stuff. I DJ the old Showakayo stuff. But um, there's a lot of weird old Japanese music out there. You know about that stuff? She loves old Japanese music, dude. You fucking brought this shit up. And now she's causing trouble. Yes, Jaja's here, Faders, my my little roommate. Awesome. My little daughter. And uh, yeah, she loves music and she loves movies. Actually, you know what her favorite movie is? Let me guess. Oh, yeah, please do. Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill. <laughs> I wish it was. No, it's Fiddle Attraction. <laughs> no, this the, the first time like uh, we put up her little chair right there, I put on Fiddle Attraction. And I was watching the movie, and she was there the whole time watching the movie with me. And I'm like, uh, I hope you're not reincarnated. I've something. actually been purchasing a scene for this. Can we can we pan down? <laughs> oh, what? what the, with the, the rabbit scene? <laughs> no, the, the, the skirt scene. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the rabbit. No, no, fiddle attraction. No, no, no. Not the, the scene of, uh, you're thinking basic instinct. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Completely different. Yeah. But Sharon Stone. No, no, you're thinking of Michael, uh, Michael, not Michael Keaton, but uh, Michael, 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 Michael Bessner, Schisner, Scheisskopf. Don't, we're, we're going to look stupid now. No, we don't. We look stupid right now. Yeah. And let's talk about music. That's where, that's where we don't look stupid. Okay. Okay. No, I, I thought that your podcast is super awesome. I think you should do it again. And especially like old Japanese music. Old Japanese music, especially from like the 60s, 70s, yeah. and 80s, is like fucking dead. Nobody listens to it. And the thing is, it's great. There's mm-hmm. a lot of really amazing bands. In Shimokitazawa, there was like a, a little bar. It was like this little hush hush bar. You had to like, you open this door and you walk down this hallway and then you went up these stairs and you open up another door. And there was like a bar there where everything was velvet and they had like a, a Miss Pac Man video game like, console that was there. They Take bar. me there. Wow. Well, it's gone now because Shimokitazawa is oh. so like uh, commercial now, but it's like old school Shimokitazawa. And they would only have like, like uh, 45s. And there's a girl there, the 10 bar, and she'd only play 45s, like old school Japanese, like music. Yes. And from like the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and it was so fucking dope. And like whenever like back, oh, be careful like putting this thing. Sorry, 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 sorry. But the thing is like, decide. But the thing is like whenever like I, ha- I had anybody that like a, a musician or a DJ that was coming to Japan because they used to do DJ stuff. Like I'd always take them to that place and I'd blow their fucking minds. Like you open the first door and you walk down the hallway, like oh we shouldn't be there, dude. What are we doing? We're doing super like, secret. And I'm like, dude, don't worry. Come on, come on, come on. We go up and go up these stairs. And we open another door and they're like, ah. Oh. And then we go in there and they're like, like timid, like ah. Uh. It's feel. It feels like they're breaking into somebody's house, but it's actually a real bar. And that's like one of the cool things about Japan that's actually kind of dying, to be honest. I could see the allure to that sort of experience because it is it is it is a cool thing to walk into a joint. We I used to live in Kyoto for two years, and there was a lot of places that really were Kyoto? sort of like yeah, wow. And there was a lot of cool places where you sort of like walk in, like should I should I be here right now? Mm-hmm. And then you take a few more steps, and you're like I think I'm okay. And that that kind of experience is kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, like it, it's not about like sort of like. um it's not about like a being accepted per se, but it, it is about sort of like this weird, mysterious experience. However, <laughs> the whole point is, where's my drink? <laughs> when you when you come down to the final point of it, it's just like, what do you want? Whiskey, beer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you see your drink, you're okay. But I'm I'm also the kind of person who's super like 
weird about music in a bar. Like I, I need the bar to have good music for me to really enjoy. So mm. those kind of places are super cool. I love that stuff, man. Yeah. Well, they're still around, but they're getting harder to find. And actually, maybe that's a good thing that a lot of these like really cool places. I mean, there's like a, like a, 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 a cult kind of Satanist place on the street. And they only play like really, really, really old, like 1920s music. Huh. Yeah. It's like stuff that um, it's like, really fucking old it's like a really really they're probably not even open right now it's too early but it's just like i mean it's a really crazy bar i'll take there take you there one of these days but it's like i mean you you open up the doors like you open up it's just stairs that go up and you go up these stairs and then all of a sudden there's another door and you open up the door and then boom there's the bar and there's a goat's head you have to kiss before you walk in the door they might have a goat skull actually there. That's true. Um anyway, all right, let's talk about zines. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now zines. All right, fucking like oh right. man. When I when I was in college, when I first moved to San Francisco, I had to get a job because I had no money. And I got a job at uh, Harold's International Newsstand. And it was on Gary Street between Jones and Taylor. Okay. And I got a job there and became the night manager. And how I became the night manager? Because I lied my fucking ass off. Because be, I, I told them, I was like, well, I was a manager of a uh, pizza restaurant in Detroit and da da da. No, I, I would just deliver pizzas. But I, I, I told them that and they basically made me the night manager. And I was the night manager of this, uh, this, huge magazine shop. Now they had newspapers from all over the world. When I say all over the world, think about any continent other than Antarctica. They had newspapers. Think about magazines from all over the They had fucking like, like what's it called? Um, Cosmo. Cosmos. They had Cosmo fucking magazine in fucking like 10 different languages. It was crazy. Wow. And so anyway, they had a section full of zines. Mm. And I would read zines. My favorite zine was Maximum Rock and Roll. Of course. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. And um, one time uh, about uh, maybe six months ago, we had a show together and you gave me a zine. You're like, yo, I just wrote the zine. And I don't think that you expected me to read it from cover to cover. Who does? Who does? Who reads a zine from cover to cover? Yeah, these days. But fucking I'm a guy that worked at a magazine shop that loves zines, that read zines from cover to cover. I read magazine. I read Fucking, I remember like uh, FHM magazine and shit when it first came out. I read that from cover to cover. L- let me just put this away. One, yeah. one, one, one reason I love this guy. Mm. He's the kind of person who's going to not send you a text, not write you an email. No. Johnny is the kind of person who will call you. Faders, listen, phone call. He will call you on the phone. They know this. And he will tell you. What he thinks about your zine. That's bonkers. I was at the park one day playing with my kids. My phone rings. Johnny, who answers their phone these days? I do. He does. What's up, man? This guy went into like a about a, a good six, seven minute sort of like review of like my dumb zine. And I was like, that's great, man. I'm glad you read it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Zines are great, man. I love, I love, I love, I love writing and drawing and making comics and stupid zines it's great stuff man it's great stuff it's it's it's, it's I, I don't think it's a dying art because i think it's still very much alive is it i think so but i just want to i want i want to i want to say that because i want to have hope <laughs> i, I want to have hope too i i fucking i i miss the art of zines because i think zines are fucking honest when people like post Love it on things. the internet, I think a lot of it's like not honest. I think a lot of it's kind of like fake, you know? Mm. I, 
I don't know, but when people rate zines, I think like especially your zine, your zine is like a lot of it is about like your your life growing up or whatever. About like uh the the, the sledding and you getting your face popped uh, up and shit. Yeah. And then you go into the party afterwards and you like look like leatherface. <laughs> I, I think this is the strange thing, and this this is a flash, this is uh-huh. a, a call back to your earlier question about design and music mm-hmm. when it comes to music i really don't want to go into my, my personal bullshit because i don't think it's really like fun to like delve into that musically <laughs> however a zine is a great way to sort of like tell the dumb stories mm-hmm. of youth or i don't know old man stuff um but uh growing up but you know zines are fun i yeah. love zines i love the i love that the spirit of of zines i love this and mrr was a great you know zine for me man when mm-hmm. i mean i used to read gosh tons of them tons yeah. of them still well, do we had so many zines at harold's international newsstand i mean you can google that shit yeah. and if i can if you google it you can see like fucking the the you'll probably see me there i got robbed there once oh. but um yeah i got pulled over the counter and shit this fucking homeless guy tried to beat me up wow wow <laughs> Well, it was in fucking the tenderloin, so if I ah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I almost lost my teeth, but I didn't. But anyway, uh, what you call it? Like um, we had so many zines there and stuff, you know. And I love the zines, and the cool thing about the zines was I'd read it and I'd feel kind of smart because, like, a lot of the people that wrote the zines, like, there's like so many misspelled words and like mm-hmm. so much bad grammar. So I'm like, oh, that's misspelled. Oh, that needs a period. Spell uh, 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 yeah, <laughs> you know, they didn't have a spell check back then, you know. This one's not nice. So should I plug it in? Well, I don't give a fuck about that. That's the uh that's the uh whatchamacallit. All right. Uh 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 Twitch. Okay. Yeah, fuck Twitch. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So I love zines and I still do love zines. Me so, too, like, too. I mean, if I do get a zine, of course I'm gonna read it, dude. I'm a fucking I'm all right. I when everybody sees me, they're like, oh, it's Johnny, party guy, drinker. But no, actually, I love reading. So I mean, and when I get a zine, I mean, I'm just like, oh shit, a zine. It's like kind of like finding like candy, like in the back of your uh, your 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 sofa. You're like, oh my god, look at this, a piece of chocolate. This is from Halloween three years ago. Man, you, of course, you, I'm gonna eat it. When when you can find when you can find a good zine that you can connect with the voice of that creator. Yeah, that's a really cool feeling because you know mm-hmm. you can't really get that from a from a newspaper or or a, or a, or a, it's just it's just different, dude. It's it's a weird thing when you think about it. It's honest. It's honest, and you know you can you can sort of like look at this in this way. You know, in literary terms, of like a book, a newspaper, magazine, and a zine. They all inhabit their own beautiful spaces. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's a beautiful thing about the world and how we make stuff and you know just once in a while all these things connect and it's a beautiful thing and I'm I'm glad you liked it, dude. I'm I'm really glad you did because yeah, of course. Actually, here's the weird fucking thing. That zine, I think I busted my ass on more than than my artwork <laughs> for your last show. Oh shit! Don't tell me that you're fired because the <laughs> zine, the zine, really requires a lot of work. Because you really have to be honest. You have to tell a story. You got to make it interesting. It's a it's a hard deal to make with yourself, and I and I and I love to like, you know, I'm a kind of a I'm not really like a comic weirdo. I'm not, I'm not like a comic guy. Like comic, like comic book, or comic like comedian. I mean, like a, I'm not like a comic book kind of person. Yeah, yeah. But I think I am in my heart. But I don't yeah. read a lot of comic books. 
But I do love that idea of conveying a story through comic book style. Yeah. So if you read my last zine I made, it was kind of like 50% comics, actually. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Like and, the, the, the like sell, 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 yeah, sell, yeah. sell, sell, sell. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it is sort of like in that vein. But I think that kind of feeling comes across mm-hmm. to, that, to that medium. I, I love zines, man. I love zines. Yeah, I think the honesty was definitely there. And I think your zine was absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, like, when, when you see a zine, you're like, oh, shit, I got to read this. But the thing is, like, your your zine, like, when I read the first, like, paragraph, like, the way that you read it, the, read the, the way that you write is so just intriguing that you really know how to tell a story and make it, in, like, interesting. So after you read the first paragraph, you're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen next? And then you start reading it, and you're like, oh, shit, we're on a roller coaster. And then it gets more and more fucking fun. It's a fun zine to read, dude. It's like it's like a fucking Ralph Snart comic book, if oh. you guys know that. Oh, yeah, you guys yeah. know Ralph Snart or Milk yeah. and Cheese? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I love milk and cheese. cheese. I love milk and cheese, cheese but I'm yeah, cheese. but yeah, it's just, it's kind of like that. It's like, it oh, God, dude, here we go. And the more you read, you're just like, oh god, dude, what, what's gonna happen next? You know, like yeah. if, if you're reading that on a fucking train, you're like, I fuck my next stop. Yeah, I'll fucking get off and get <laughs> whatever. I'll figure it out later and shit. I'll get I'll get back to where I'm gonna go. And but uh, yeah, dude, you're, that's fucking awesome. I, I love it, and I hope you fucking continue with that. Thanks, man. And um, yeah, I really do. And uh, now I get to go into uh, beer stories. So uh, your love of beer, where did this start? <laughs> this is my last section, by the way, Faders. Man, oh, man. Okay, so I basically started to really love Faders. <laughs> listen, don't be super shocked, but I used to be straight edge. What? what? Like Fugazi straight edge? Man, so... Basically, I started to get into Belgian beer. Okay, all right. You know what? I think we should do. Stop! Stop everything. We gotta take a break. We gotta take. A, we got sponsors, and so like he just said, he was straight edge. We can take sponsors. And I'm gonna slap him around a little bit. No, I got, I got pee so bad. <laughs> yeah, me too. Actually, yeah. So uh, we're gonna take a little break, faders. And when we come back, we're gonna come back with the news. Oh my! Thank gosh. you so much. Peace. Straight edge news. <laughs> Stars American Bar, located between Daimyo and Yapoon. Come get your party on! Hey, yo, what's up, Vaders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over three 
300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. It's your liquor. Are you in Harajuku with some out of town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete. At Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each. And they're worth so much more. These are these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. That's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing. It comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your feet on in style. Papa. In Tokyo and craving soul food? We've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azabujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. And we are back, faders. Oh, man. I hope you enjoy those commercials as much as we enjoy them as well. And, uh, yes, um, we've got so much more to talk about. Um, I The thing is, 
We've talked about zines. We've talked about music. Beer. We've talked about beer. We've talked about everything. But the one thing we have not talked about is our show together. We have an amazing show together happening in two weeks on December. No, no, no. On November 27th. We're too fucked up to do this, are Stop. we? Is it, is it Johnny? Yes. All right. All right. Is, Take is, a break. Is it not starting from November 28th? November 28th going to December 4th. It's one week. <laughs> we should end the show right now. <laughs> end while you're ahead. But anyway, we've got a show together. And um, actually, it's like you, me, and... Um, 18 what? other artists. 18 other artists, plus uh, Danny Love from New York. And uh, yeah, he's an amazing contemporary graffiti artist. And uh, there's so much going on. We've got a, a, we've got Anthony H. doing his shoe, shoe art. We've got Miami doing uh, her manga arts. We have uh, two photographers doing street arts and fashion art and stuff. There's, there's so much. So we've got painters. We've got illustrators. we got a body artist. We've got so much going on and stuff, and it's all free. And it's all at uh, Gallery Conceal in Shibuya. And uh, the two main days is December uh, December 3rd, 3rd and December 4th. 4th. Yes. This is a struggle. So, so those those two main <laughs> Those two main dates are the main party dates. Yes. However, if you want to come anytime earlier during that week, there's a lot of great stuff going on. As Johnny said, yoga. Yep. There's a drawing class going on. They have a drawing a class. Cocktail yoga, party. Cocktail party. Yep. So, so we've got bands. We've got like four bands performing on Friday. So, so, so please check the Facebook page, which basically lays out the whole plan. And yep. you know what? More power to you. You want to come to all the events? You want to get your yoga on? Your drawing class? You want to get your cocktail on? Hey, we'll be there. And mm-hmm. there's live bands, too. And it's all free. Every single every single thing there at, at uh, Gallery Conceal is free. There's nothing better than a fun party with a bunch of stupid artists and crazy art. And alcoholics. Hey. <laughs> watch Watch the table, by the way. Yeah, I know. Heather's. <laughs> I think I, uh, I think through this whole podcast is be like, let's do this. <laughs> oh, I had I had a guy, I had a guest that tried to do that. I was like, don't break the table. He's like, I can't break the table. I started hitting the table. I was like, don't do that. I just told you not to do that. What's the matter with you? However, let me just say this much. Yeah. No coaster. Yeah, there is no coaster. Yeah, I if there was, up. if there was. A- your ball sack is the coaster. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Joe Biden, come on, man. I thought Bill and Ted. <laughs> no, that's 69. Come on, man. 69. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. We're getting out of character. We're getting out of character. Things are getting crazy. Okay. You know, all right. After a good interview, what I like to do is I like to ask the interviewee three questions for them to ask for me. So I want you to ask me three questions. You can ask me three questions of anything that you want. And this is the last part of the show, by the right. way. Number one, mm. do you like popcorn? I don't like popcorn. Weird. Why, why did you ask me that? How did you know? I don't know. Is this a, it's a random question? That's a weird question to ask me because I do not like popcorn. Do, yeah, not, never... do not like popcorn. So when you go to the movies, what do you what do you what do you do? I get M and M's, or or in Japan, I'll get um. In, all right, in Japan, I used to get beer, but the problem is like because you can drink alcohol in Japan at the uh, cinema, but I drink beer too fast. 
So what I would do is I get a couple of bottles, like small wine, right? So I'll drink small little bottles of wine while I watch a movie. Okay. And I won't watch, I won't eat popcorn. My wife will eat popcorn, but I'll I'll have uh, M&M's. But unless she has camel corn, because I like camel corn. Camel corn is oh, good. Oh, okay. So so you like caramel corn, but you don't caramel like popcorn. Caramel corn, yeah, it, yeah. You don't like popcorn, though. No, no. It tastes like paper. It feels like paper. The texture's like paper. It feels that's bad funny. in my mouth. Like, when you put, like... Popcorn in your mouth is like putting pop paper in your mouth. It's not a, a an enjoyable experience. Next question. Yeah. Okay. Black licorice. What is your feeling on black licorice? Okay, that's a really great question. My dad loved black licorice, and I was never a fan. However, I did start to enjoy. Um, what's that liqueur? Um, uh, Absinthe. 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 Okay, okay, okay. I, I do enjoy absinthe, and absinthe does have a black licorice taste to it. Like a star anise kind of feeling there. Yeah, so here, hook me up with that. I will hook you up with this. Is there any more? Yes. Desai. By the way, this is this is insanely good. Dude, we fucking killed this fucking bottle. That bottle is about as big as my, my feet. <laughs> my foot. My one foot. That's the left one. Left one. <laughs> yes, I walk awkwardly, but <laughs> I walk around in circles. <laughs> Don't chase me. If you chase me, I'm gonna. <laughs> we'll never catch each other. Yo, yo, Johnny, fetch my newspaper. Okay, <laughs> master. <laughs> it's like young, young Frankenstein. <laughs> yes, master. <laughs> I thought you're under right. Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> Okay, next question. Okay. So we hit popcorn, we hit we hit the um licorice. Next yes. question is this. Yeah. Okay, okay. Last question. Root beer. Oh, I love it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love dogs and suds. In, in Detroit, back in the day, there was a uh a, a root beer company called Dogs and Suds, but uh they got kicked out of the, the business because like they made uh dogs and suds root beer in 40 bottles. Right. Okay. So people would drink 40s of Dogs and Suds root beer. And Dogs and Suds root beer was like the creamiest, best root beer. It was like the best root beer you can get. It was so fucking up. Dogs and Suds. Suds. Google that shit. It was so fucking great. And fucking even one time I was fucking like driving around. I think it was on Woodward Street by John R. Fucking downtown Detroit driving and shit. This cop pulled me over and shit. And it was like me and my two friends. And we're fucking ravers. We had these fucking huge pants. We had jingles? jingles. No, we might have had jingles actually. And yeah, jingles, jingles. Yeah, jingles or liquid skies or whatever. So we had these fucking pants or whatever. They're fucking like robot pants. Anyway, dude pulls us over and shit. He's like, "All right, you guys have been drinking." We're like, "We haven't been drinking." You know, our eyes are like this big. No, officer. <laughs> no, right? He's like, "What is that?" And fucking like we all pull up these fucking like uh, called bottles, and there were dogs and suds root beer bottles and shit. And he had to let us go. He's like. Some bitches, I was fucking name my fucking quota. And anyway, so fucking yeah. So basically, we got off because we had, and, and we were not drinking actually. And of course not, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, root beer. I'm a fucking fan. And actually, my cousins, my I got cousins, two cousins, and they fucking love to do weird shit. Like the they'll they'll like make their own like bread or make their own root beer. So okay. they made their own root beer for a while and shit. And I'll tell you what, man, making your own root beer. Root beer is actually pretty insane to make, dude. Yeah, it's it insane. It's so. really delicious. There's so many ingredients to make root beer. It is 
It's a, ba- it's a balance issue. You you have to really sort of like it's it's, it's much like a beer wine. I, I think I think root beer and ginger ale is along the same level of like alcoholic stuff. Yeah, you have to kind of like find your balance for that kind of stuff, and you can't mm. teeter the line, or it's going to go over the edge. Yeah, if you want to go over the edge, six six nine is the episode. Six six nine. Yeah, I think it, uh, for all you faders that are drinking with us right now, uh, I think you are over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> for every 10 minutes if you drank uh yeah you're doing good but man 10 points 10 points all right all right before we before we kill this bitch i gotta ask you one more time how can our faders get your album your new album is so fucking right. fantastic i loved right. it i've listened to it five times already and it's okay and i'm so happy that you have music videos i didn't know about that i can't wait to watch them thank you so faders listen carefully on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Bandcamp.com. If you go to Fever Moon, search Fever Moon on Bandcamp, you can buy the digital album. If you want to buy the CD version, which sounds absolutely great. By the way, I want to say one thing. This record was recorded in Tokyo. We have the guest um, pianist from Mata Hoople. We have um, uh, my brother, who was an ex-member of uh, War on Drugs. And also Reika Neko, who was from The Nurse. And the other record, Long Chains of Love, is also available. with features uh, my friend from uh, Herbie from Valiant Thor. And my friend um, Pockets of from the band Bunny Dagger from Asheville, North Carolina. And my buddy David Palish from the UK on bass. Those are all available. And they are available on physical format from, on the CD format from, uh, unismundus.com unismundusum.com or bifocalmedia.com okay follow me on instagram which is mystery cuts i'll see you there you can see art you can see my music you can see my um my uh my daily uh meanderings and whatnot and um i'm, I'm looking forward to uh the next year so let's hang out and oh, uh yeah. to all, all of you and thank you buddy come hi yeah faders thank you so much for tuning in to this very special episode of got fitted japan with me and my boy over here jay holmes yeah here. dude what a fucking great episode man fucking like Thanks. we all learn so much we experience so much and like i mean for all you faders out there that want to hear some amazing music this right here is the episode to listen to because you're going to get so much amazing music. Can we get one one track from you to, to play at the end of this like, we'll podcast? Do we'll, we'll do, we'll we'll do, do that so you can actually hear one track that's amazing. And it's just like a little teaser, a little teaser to like more to come and stuff. It is so spectacular. Thank you so much, Faders. And um, yeah, uh, we, we always talk about like sponsoring us and talk about like our ship, Murder to find our ship, but fucking whatever. Just fucking right now, you guys all got to go to Jay Holmes's stuff, man. Jay Holmes, thank you so much, dude. Pe- dude please come to Shibuya. Gallery Conceal. We're going to see you later this month. Oh, yeah, dude. If you're in Tokyo right now, Gallery Conceal is the fucking shit. And the beautiful thing about this experience is, is, is it's not just an art show. It's a, it's a hangout. It's actually a party. <laughs> Concealed as an, as, a, as an art show. It should so, be unconcealed. Unconcealed. 
but it's concealed. <laughs> I want to tell you that it's been a very strange year. I base this fact on everything I hear and everything I've seen. A nightmare and a dream. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! Are you sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.